Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I am enjoying my time with you as a part of Inspiring Better Business. Today I want to talk about not weary in well-doing. Well, this was many years ago, and I had uh, determined with my family to move to a new town to go to Bible school. And after uh, the two years of Bible school, and in that midst, I had started my first business. It was a tough business. It was moving furniture, household goods. Uh, I'd used my family car, pulling a horse trader, and by that time I had two small trucks, and we're kind of moving down the line with a, a business, but this is a tough business. And I would uh, uh, then try to determine when it came close to my end of my uh, school years, my two years, with my wife and our three children, whether I should continue with this business or not, or should I go into what we'd be more traditionally considered the ministry. And to be honest with you, uh, I was working really hard, and it looked pretty much more enjoyable to be in a suit and tie and speaking and, and ministering with a, what I would call a more typical um, ministry opportunity. But I had felt quite certain that this was God's plan for my life, to be in business and be uh, having the opportunity to interact with people on a daily basis about their salvation, because as we moved people, we could talk to them. It was kind of an undercover opportunity to talk to them just because we're in touch with them. And every day was a new day. But I soon got to thinking, man, is this really what God wants me to do? I was becoming a bit weary in my well-doing. And I had to settle that. I had to settle that not everything that God has us to do is instant success and lots of uh, uh, accolades of people responding to your ministry opportunities and plenty of cash coming in. This was not my experience. I had determined that I would follow God's plan for my life and not become weary in well-doing. But it was a battle. You know, this happens, uh, uh, a lot of testimonials are along that line that, that people become weary when they trust God for something. These are uh, a Christian man or woman that wants uh, to get married, and they have uh, the knowledge of other friends getting married and even having one child or two ch children or even three children in their, in their late 20s. I know firsthand of someone that this happened very close to me. And this was an opportunity for them to kind of fall back on their original commitment to find a godly spouse. And they could have gotten weary in well-doing. They didn't. Uh, someone could be uh, weary and well-doing because uh, someone else gets a raise or a bonus. And you're thinking, God, I'm here serving you. Why don't I get the raise? Why didn't I get the bonus? Why didn't I get the advantage? So we have to be uh, looking at this from a bigger view than just the uh, start of this and, and be influenced by our feelings. You see, it becomes kind of a mind game. When I say mind game, you can say, well, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't God manifesting his blessings on me? Why am I my cash tight? Why, why is it not actually working out really, really well? Because I'm working hard at it. Why, why, why seems to be on your mind. Uh, a a well-known uh, local radio pro station, David Ingalls, has many songs. I saw on the internet 77 different songs that he's written. He's a prophet. He's got great songs in line with the Word of God. And one of the songs is titled, Don't You Say Why. That's a battle that we all have. Why, why, why? Why didn't this work out? Well, 
a few years later, just a couple years, uh, I was having a pretty tough time just growing step by step, part of my local church, feeling committed that I was in God's plan, uh, going to work hard days every day from early till dawn, uh, early in the morning to late in the afternoons, and balancing my family affairs, and balancing being a father and being a husband, and then, oh, I go home to my family farm, and this is one of the biggest harvest we ever had, like three or four times bigger than we'd ever, ever had on the farm. And I'm home helping a little bit. And I'll be honest, I teared up a few times. I'm thinking, oh, here, I'm off here busting my tail in this business. And here's my brothers and, and my family. And I could have come home and been a part of that. But that wasn't God's plan for my life. You see, God has a plan for our lives, and we've got to be able to stick with us no matter what. James uh, chapter 1, verse 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various tests or temptations or tests, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience, and patience ha let patience have its perfect way, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That's it. I was working with and developing my faith. Eventually it rolls into faith. So it comes from a test to patience and then endurance, and I'm building my faith. And that's what's happening. Well, uh, it would be real easy to quit. It would be real easy to jump from one business to something else that looks to be better. This happens in developing nations all the time. The business doesn't take off as fast as a person thinks it should. So let's try a different one. Let's try a different one. Uh, it, it happens where people abandon their responsibilities. Uh, so I'm, and this time I'm hearing reports of, of fathers abandoning the responsibilities to their spouses and to their children. And and uh, there this happens in missions. There's missionaries that uh, that maybe didn't uh, develop uh, exactly their support realm as, as they should, and so they're overseas and they abandon their calling, what God's called them to do. God wants us to stick with it. God wants us, to, if we know that that's what God wants us to do. Oh, there's a time uh, that we might change uh, directions. I always feel that the right time to change direction is when you've accomplished kind of a, a, at the peak of something. You don't go out because you got kicked out or you didn't make it, you stick with it until it's now, okay, it's settled down, it's in good shape, and now I can exit with, with the uh, advantage of going to uh, something else that God has me to do. You see, the Bible talks about don't be wearying in well-doing. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, in, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Wow, that says it. In due season. In due season. A good example of this was my father. And I always remember back on the, the style he had. I think I have a great advantage because I didn't uh, live in a flamboyant type house. I didn't have to, quote, kind of keep up with the Joneses or keep up with the neighbors. My father was a very diligent worker, very diligent in what he did. And he started before he could own any land was almost 20 years. He farmed for other people uh, on a sharecrop arrangement. He farmed on other people's land. And then after due season, he was able to buy land and buy more land. And we have the benefits of that. I still have some of the benefits of that. 
that. It's its own story. So God was in my life showing me what would be really the better way to view this, that if we don't worry and we don't faint, in due season we will reap that harvest. Another verse is 2 Thessalonians 3.13, kind of the same verse. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. So I challenge you, don't give up. Don't quit. It's going to be not, uh, it, it's not promised to be no pain. There's no promise of no, uh, uh, no um, uh, difficulties, but there is a promise that in the middle of those difficulties, God will always make a way out. And you're always developing faith and character and patience and endurance. And ultimately, you're building your faith. And I'm living uh, uh, the reality of just sticking with it. And I'm now experiencing in due season the, uh, the abundance that God has for me in my life. Thanks for being a part of Inspiring Better Business.